ago we announced it, and it was a we we liked it. It was a good deal. Uh, Lex finished her driver's training class kind of thing online and passed. Did great job on that. Set up an appointment to take her driver's test tomorrow, ten thirty. So what we'd like everybody to do is quit your job and show up. <laughs> show up at uh, at uh, you know at the DMV and and we're gonna watch. We're gonna line the streets and watch Lex. <laughs> hey Lex, you know, and everybody about ten thirty tomorrow start texting real crazy. Uh, don't answer your I can't text. text that's right. <laughs> it says it on the paper. Yeah, she took the test. Now, I don't have I told you. I don't know if I told you. And I was hoping Ernest would be here when I tell you this story. After she passed her online course, driver's ed type stuff, I said, "Man, are you proud?" I was asking Ernest. I said, "Are you proud of Lex, man? She passed her." He said, "Oh yeah, I'm very proud." except now she knows all the rules. <laughs> and we didn't have time to go into all of them because she was standing there, but I, you know what happened with that like. So, God bless you tomorrow. That's, I'm going to be praying about that. We want that done. That'll be fantastic. Um, all right. Somebody tell me something good. Rick. Listen to this. Nicotine free for 32 days. Outstanding. That is good news. And tell me her first name again. Carolyn. Keep praying for Carolyn. All right. Last call. Tell me something good. Very good. Over the last month, month of January, we've been we've been reading, discussing, studying, fuss and cussing the proverbs. Um, tell me a proverb that helped you. Tell me some word from God that was good for you. Now, and don't look. You can't go back and look. I want it I want it to be no peeking. I want it to be one that you've that you've read, one that you've held in your heart, one that's helped change your thinking, which ends up changing your life. Proverbs 16.3, you commit your ways to the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord and He will establish your plans. That's excellent. I knew what you meant, honey. I knew what you meant. What does it say? Yeah. If a righteous man falls seven times, yet he will do what? He will stand up again. He'll get up again. He'll rise up again. Now, 
Folks, what that means is good people, good people can make bad decisions. Good people can make horrible mistakes. Um, it's not what you did that matters. It's what you do next. Right? What word from God helped you? What, Catherine? Remember he talked about that if you rescue the angry man from the consequences of his anger, you're going to end up being like him. You're going to, be in, you're going to spare him and it's not going to help him. You're just going to enable him. It's not an easy lesson. It is not an easy lesson for us to learn, but we've got to learn it. If we're going to help each other, if we're going to help each other, we've got to recognize that we, while we are patient with each other, while we learn to drop issues with each other, we still have to understand that some consequences have to be paid if we're ever going to learn. We want to encourage, not enable, right? Some word from God that was good for you, that helped you, that blessed you. The Proverbs she's talking about is really talking about your influence on your children. We talk a lot about us making good decisions. That's important. Us avoiding making bad decisions. Boy, that's important. But it's not just important for my life, and it's not just important for you. It's important for our children. When our children see us make poor decisions, it's harder for them to understand what's right and wrong. Because they'll think, well, I thought it was wrong. Because you, you'll tell them, don't do that, that's wrong. And then they see you do it, what does it do to their little brains? It muddies the water. It makes it harder for them to see clearly what's right or what's wrong. I, uh, I, uh, there's always a bunch of them that um, jump out at me. This time... It wasn't one of the ones that we remember. It's not the fear God, it's, though that's important. It's not the walk with good people, though I still believe that's true and I want to do that. Um, Proverbs 15, verse 4. You can read it sometime when you get a chance. It's not the purpose of our class. And I just, I, I, I need to hear it again. A wise man's mouth, his words are like a tree of life. I want my words to be that way. And I believed that for a long time, wanted that for a long time. And while I won't claim it, I can tell you it's what I've wanted ever since I've known you. That's my only intention. I want my words to be helpful. I want my words to be encouraging. I want my words to be like a fruit from the tree of life, right? But the next phrase is what caught my attention. I'd never seen it before, never noticed it before, but I saw it this time, and it got a hold of me, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not, I, I'm not telling you that I've got this handled. I'm not telling you that I practice it like I should. I'm telling you that I'm trying to learn it. It says, but the man who has a, is a deceitful tongue, 
a perverse tongue. Oh, that's the way of death. I have tried in my life not to tell. My, my mother didn't like us to use the word lie. You could not say they, that person lied to me. You had to say they told you a story. But then in my family, if you heard people tell stories, you knew they were lying. So I don't know how that works. So. <laughs> but I tried to grow up to be a person that would tell the truth. I'm telling you now, there have been times that I have not told the truth. I have lied. But that's not what this got my, this, it didn't get my attention that way this time. Is there are times with people that are close to me, there are times with people that are very close to me and dear to me, that I have not been completely honest with. I've withheld truthful, blunt, honest things. Not to protect, well, I say not to protect me, but to, I, I've thought, well, to protect their feelings. But sometimes that's the same thing as enabling. Sometimes, my brothers, my sisters, sometimes you've got to speak plainly and you've got to speak truth to that mate. You've got to speak truth to that child. You've got to speak truth to that parent. I'm not talking about being harsh, I'm not talking about being tacky, I'm not talking about being hateful, I'm not talking about being hurtful. I'm saying though that sometimes you just got to be bluntly honest because that may be the only way that the only thing that changes them. That's the, maybe the only way that helps them, right? All right. Uh, the man who wrote the Proverbs, or wrote most of the Proverbs, was a fellow named Solomon. I don't know that we've ever studied him, his life, but when he was a young man, he became king. And God came to him and said, Listen, ask, and I'll give you anything. Well, I know what I would have asked for. And when I was a boy and I heard this story the first time, man, my mind exploded with what I would have asked for. Right? And in... First Kings, Solomon says, Lord, I'm just a child. Please give me your wisdom so I might know how to govern these people. Huh. God comes to him and says, you could have had riches. You could have had power. You could have had fame. You could have had all those things. But you didn't ask for them. You asked for wisdom. So yes, I will give you wisdom. And with that, I will give you power and riches and fame. He wrote the Proverbs to give us a blessing, to help us learn how to get life, <coughs> prosperity, and honor. Remember? He wrote those so that we could learn from His example, from His teachings how to get that same kind of blessing, that same kind of, well, life, it says. Proverbs 21, you get life, prosperity, and honor if, you, if you're wise. He didn't make those same choices, though. Uh, he made some really bad choices. In spite of all the wisdom that God had given him, he made some real bad choices. Uh, the easy joke is, it, it, and it's no joke, he had 700 wives. I cannot imagine, right? He not only had 700 wives, 
he had 300 what they call concubines, paid women of his harem. He had 300. He had 700 wives, 300 concubines. He had all kinds of riches. He had all kinds of power. And he ruins his life. Now, in this room, in this room, there are people, and I'm one of them, I, that we have thought before, if I could just get some more money, then everything would be okay. Or if I could just find that person that loved me, that would love me like I love them, that would be, everything would be wonderful. If I could just have some fun, if I just didn't have these people telling me no all the time, and I got to just do what I want to do, when I want to do, how I want to do, then I'd, ha I'd be happy. Solomon finds out at the end of his life that all that doesn't mean much. And he writes one more letter, one more book. You got your Bible? Go to Proverbs. Middle of your Bible is Psalms. Turn one book to the right, and that's Proverbs. And tonight, and tonight we read the next book, the book of Ecclesiastes. Go from Pro Psalms to Proverbs. From Proverbs you'll go to Ecclesiastes. So on the first, on the first day, the first day of February 2017, let's hear one more time. Let's hear one more time the wisdom of God from Solomon. Chapter 2, verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. I thought in my heart, Come, I will now test you with pleasure to find out what is good. Now stop, 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 stop. Is there anybody in here that wouldn't be honest enough to say all of us have been in that same boat. We want pleasure, right? Whether it's in the food we eat, the person we date or mate, the jobs we have, the way we spend our money. We crave pleasure. He's no different than us. This is us talking. He said, I wanted pleasure. So he said, laughter, I said, is foolish. And what has pleasure accomplished? I tried cheering myself. Now I want you to note these, okay? I want you to mark them. And then I want us to be honest enough to say, I had that same issue or I had that same problem. He said, I tried cheering myself with wine. Anybody in this room know anything about pursuing pleasure by using some kind of substance. Yeah. He said, I tried it. And embracing folly. Okay, hang on. Uh, what's folly? It's the opposite of wisdom. So, do you remember from Proverbs what he said about folly? Yeah. yeah. Kath, look up folly in, in the dictionary. Catherine's pictures there, she said. Yeah. <laughs> That was an old picture and it was under Cat, not Catherine. Because Catherine is a princess of God, right? Yeah.
And that, that old, that, that gal is gone, dead and buried. Anybody in here admit to embracing folly, embracing foolishness, seeking, pursuing what was sweet and delicious, what was easy? He said, I tried wine. I tried folly. Now keep reading. I undertook great projects. That's verse 4. That's number 3. Now, I don't know many of us that have had that experience, but there are people that, that worship with us here. There are people that we know that, that their idea of pleasure was building that business or building that home or building that bank account or building that retirement. Or Anybody know anything about that pursuit? I wanted a great project. I wanted to be able to stand back and say, look what I've done. Look what I've been able to make. What, look what I've built. So he took wine, folly, great projects. Keep reading. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves. Now none of us have done that, but honest, honest. Have we ever put ourselves in a position where we wanted people in our life that were, that were for us, um, what's the word I want? easy. We got whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted it, and when we didn't get whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted it, we got rid of them and we got another one. And we treated them no, no better than a slave. He said he tried wine, folly, great projects, slaves, which For us, that'd be like having as many sexual partners as we wanted, as many much power over somebody as we wanted. That's what he would have meant here. Keep going. I also earned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasures of kings and provinces. Now hang on, hang on. What's he telling me? He had all the money he wanted. He had that, he had not only, he didn't just have enough money in his account, he had money saved. He didn't just have money saved, he had all kinds of assets. This fellow was wealthy beyond what you and I can imagine. Any of us ever given ourselves to that? Now sometimes, I'm serious, sometimes we're just scraping by to get the bills paid. I know some of us that struggle, I, I mean, really, when the when the light bill comes in and it's more than it was last month, that puts a strain on your budget. I, I, I know that. This, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about him having enough money to pay his light bill. We're talking about this guy had money to buy cars. This guy had houses. This guy had everything he could want. Some of the things that we fantasize about. Oh, man, if I won the lottery, I'd do this and this and this and this. Be careful what you wish for, because this guy had it all. Did he have plenty of wine? Did he have plenty of easy fun? Did he have plenty glory and power? Did he have plenty sex? Did he have plenty money? Yeah, he had all that. Keep reading. He said, I acquired men and women singers. Ha, ha, ha. He didn't just buy the CD, he bought the band, y'all. <laughs> man, I got, this, I got this new CD, man. 
Huh. He bought the band. He owned the rights to them. So he could have music, and I, I admit that I'm not, I admit that I don't understand. There's some of you that can't drive from here to the end of the parking lot without the music in your car playing. I've got people in my home. I've got people that I live with. I've got people that I know very well and can give you their social security numbers. That they can't back the car out of the driveway without the tunes. I've got to have some tunes. got to have some tunes. Now back before they had all these gimmicks where you could beam songs off satellites and there had to be like just all you could oh forbid you remember back in the days when you just had a radio I can remember them driving down the road chick it chick it chick it I just listened to four pieces of four songs and didn't hear any of them well that's not a good one that's not a good one that's not a good one that's not a good how do you know till you listen to it if it's a good one I don't know how that is I, I gotta tell you I don't understand I have no interest in that okay but some of you are like music you gotta you crave it you gotta have it you gotta have them tunes playing this guy had all the tunes he had all the tunes he wanted he had all the bands right there he had something better than that satellite stuff he had the he had the real musicians there and then he had a harem look what it says the delights of the heart of man he had everything he could fantasize that a man could fantasize to want. I didn't keep track of counting them, six or seven of those, that list of things. If, if you won the lottery, some of those things would be the very things that you would start to pursue. I want you to hear what he has to say. Verse 10, I, decide my, I denied myself nothing that my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. I took, my heart took delight in all my work, and this is the reward for all my labor. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless a chasing after the wind nothing was gained under the sun I would not have understood it I would not have understood it as a boy had you told me that I hate talking about this stuff had you told me as a boy that you could, a man could marry a woman and have the blessings, the pleasures of sex. That that man then could choose to have sex with another woman and ruin his life and destroy his family. I would have said as a boy, no, that would never happen because once you marry that woman, then that's where you get your sex because that was the most important thing in this boy's mind. And so then you have everything you want right there, right? If you had told me as a boy that that's just, that, that's, it'll ruin your life, it'll wreck your world, 
I would have not understood what you're saying. So I fully anticipate that I'm just speaking to the wind. But I'm telling you, some of the things that we desire in the secret places of our hearts, some of the things that we think are so important, whether it's that relationship with that man or that woman, with that relationship or that money or that car or that house or that piece of furniture. It's amazing the kind of things that fill our imagination. We deny ourselves nothing. What did he say after he got everything that he could ever possibly want? What did he say? It's meaningless. I'm telling you. If I could go back, I can't. But if I could go back, if I'd been listening to wisdom, I'd have looked at that woman and I'd have done what Joseph did. I'd have run. I didn't. But I'm telling you, all that pleasure, all that money, all that music, all that fame, all that stuff that, you, that we think is important, is not important. It's meaningless. So what do I learn from this fellow? What has he got to tell me? What has he got to teach me that can help me? Let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. Let's see. Look in chapter 3. Look in chapter 3 and see what we can learn from this fellow. I'm just going to read it and then draw a conclusion. We don't have time to discuss every point. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What did this man who learned all these things from his experiences, what did he just teach me? You've got time, y'all. Do not get in a rush to get something you want because it may be meaningless to you. Take your time. Ladies, those of you who so badly want to be married, you want some of that special someone in your life, do not settle. Yeah, but if I don't get him, I might not get another one. Oh, I'm telling you, guys, I'm serious. Guys are just like a sale. I promise. I'm telling you. I'm, and I, ladies, y'all don't believe this either, so I'm telling you this first. I've, I've heard some of you. I've seen it in my own house. Oh, honey, guess what? I just saved us $100. I said, how'd you save us $100? said, well, I bought this thing for $500 and it used to be $600. So you saved us $100? No, you cost $500. No, I saved you. Now, I love you, but you women, I love you, but you're just like that. If you see a sale sign and if it says clearance, stand back, man. <laughs> and you don't even have to have clearance. Just do it that, what are they, what's that Black Friday thing? I mean, day after Thanksgiving. I mean, it's like they tell, you don't know this. 
My daughter works in the mall. You know what they, you know what they tell the workers in the stores on that day? They say, stand behind your counters. Do not get in the aisle. Because they've had workers hurt because women will come in there and start fighting over a purse? Are you kidding me? So let me say this. You know what I figured out? If it's on sale now, it'll be on sale later. I promise it will be. It will be. It'll be on sale again. It will be. And so ladies, I'm an old man. I'm telling you the truth. He ain't the only fish in the sea. Don't settle. If he's not the man of wisdom, if he's not the man of God-fearing character, dump him. There'll be another one. I, there'll be another one. This guy had all the women he wanted. He had all the money he wanted. Do you know what he figured out? All that stuff's meaningless. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Fellas, I bet you do the same. Just because she's willing doesn't make her God's will. Did you hear me? Just because she's willing does not make her God's will. Look in chapter 4. One of my favorite, favorite verses in the Bible. I get, look at verse 9. Two are better than one. Did you hear me? Because they have good have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls that has no one help him up. Also, if two die loud down together, they will keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Then he says, a cord of three strands is quickly is not quickly broken. There is strength in good people. Okay? There is strength in good people. Put good people in your life. Uh, I learned it here. I learned this phrase here from one of our fellas who spent some time in one of those places that you don't want to be, but sometimes you have to be. When he came out, we were talking, and he said, here's one thing I've learned, Rex, and all that. He said, you want to change your life? You change your friends. He had to take a couple of trips on the state's funds to learn it. But he said, you want to change your life? Change your friends. Pick good people. Now, hang on. There's sometimes you'll say, and I hear it in here. I hear it in here so often that it makes me want to bring it up and, and say what I'm saying, and I'm going to, so you're going to hear me say what I've said before in here. Just because they are blood does not mean they are worth a dime. Blood does not mean they are who you need in your life. 
Blood is how you got here, but good people is how you're going to get there. So pick good people in your life. Well, it's my brother. You know how many brothers I know got kids hooked on drugs? Yeah, but man, that's my cousin. That's my cuz. I don't know what cuz is. That's a cuz. <laughs> and you got to say it like that, and then you got to kind of do that walk. Cuz. I got a jailhouse full of those kids in post that they talk about the cuz. Just because he's kin to you does not make him any good for you. Does that make sense? Pick good people. Listen, and if you see somebody here, and I know pickings are slim here for good people, <laughs> but you find somebody good, go stand by them until they start being nice to you. And if you, they won't be nice to you, just stand there till they do. <laughs> Freak them out. They will eventually talk to you. If it's something, it maybe, get away from me. But at least the conversation started, you know. There are good people in this room. Attach to those good people and follow their example. Learn from their wisdom. Just because somebody's kin to you or just because he's good looking or just because she's so sweet. No, 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 no. You find the person, well... I didn't write it. Find somebody good. Find somebody who will help you up, not pull you down. Find somebody who will help you stay warm instead of steal your blanket and leave you cold. Find somebody who will defend you, not offend you. Does that make sense? Now chapter 5. This fellow who had everything, this fellow who had everything, that figured out all that stuff's meaningless. Guys, I don't know why you... Don't waste your time on it. He said, I did. I wasted my whole life on it. He said, what I want you to know is be patient. There's time for this. And don't settle. And, and get somebody good in your life. In chapter 5, verse 2, don't be quick with your mouth. Don't be hasty in your heart to unto anything before God. Look down to verse 4. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It's better not to vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. I watch us. I watch us. And I watch me. And I watch me. We get all eager to make promises. Mm -mm. You be careful. Don't you speak promises. Don't you speak promises that you're not willing to keep. And don't make them until you know you can keep it. It's not about talking. It's not about saying the right words. This is about making sure we don't act impulsively and say things and agree to things and vow things and promise things that we can't keep or that we're not willing to keep. Right? Look at chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 9. Got it? 
Not only was the teacher wise, but he also imported knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words, and what he wrote was upright and true. I believe that. I think we've read enough of the Proverbs to know that what he wrote was right and true. Not for sure we've always listened. I know for sure I haven't always listened. But I know that to be right. I know them to be true. The words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. Be warned, my son, of anything in addition to them. Of making many books there is no end, and much study wearies the body. Now all has been heard. Okay? Here is the conclusion of the matter. Okay. So the wisest man that ever lived, the boy king who prayed, God, give me wisdom instead of power and glory and riches and fame. That boy king got wisdom from God and then still got the riches and fame. He was given wisdom beyond anybody else in the world. And people from all over the world came to learn from him, to watch him, to seek his wisdom because it was wisdom from God. At the end of his life, he writes one more proverb. We call it Ecclesiastes. Twelve chapters long, one proverb comes down to this. I've had everything I ever wanted. I had everything I ever wanted. And let me tell you what really matters. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. I'm not going to teach it. I'm just going to repeat it. What's the conclusion of everything? What matters above everything else? What matters more than the sex you want or the money you want? What matters more than the relationship you want or the power you want or the fame you want or the peace you want or the pleasure you want? What matters more than any of that? Fear God. Keep His commandments. What matters more than the tombs? What matters more than the dates? What matters more than the bank account? What matters more than the pride? Fear God. Keep His commandments. I knew how to quote verses. I knew how to write and preach sermons. I knew how to do a lot of things. And I let my life get so complicated that I lost sight of the most important thing. Did I find some pleasure? Yep. But you know what I really found? 
trouble, heartache, meaningless. And God was telling me all the time, Rex, you know what matters more than anything else? You know what matters more than your lonely heart? You know what matters more than your cravings? You know what matters more than your desire for pleasure? You know what matters more? Fear God. Keep His commandments. I'm always grateful that anybody shows up here on a Wednesday night. Even if it's just for the chicken. I'm grateful you came and got a good meal. But some of you come over and over again. And that always pleases me, blesses me, helps me. But I, just, I want to make sure we understand. It's not about the chicken. This is not about being in a warm room on a cold night. This is not about being with good people, though there are good people here, and I love that. This is about us deciding, let's do what matters most. Let's do what matters most. Let's fear God. Let's keep His commandments. Father, thank You for tonight. Thank You for these folks. Your blessings on them, God. But would you burn it, imprint it, engrave it in our hearts, these words, fear God and keep His commandments. God, we want to do that. We want to show our respect, our fear of you in every day, in every decision. And we want to keep your commandments even when they don't feel good, even when we don't want to, we want to. God, help us remember what matters most. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, folks.